I'm Jen Page. And I'm John Curtis. And we're, we're two, two nerds, nerds in a garage. garage. With a super special guest today. Special guest. I figured it's a Christmas episode, so we needed to bring on the biggest Christmas nerd I know. <gasps> and here she is. Welcome. Malia Molino. Thank you, guys. So here's the weird thing about Malia, just so everybody watching understands. <laughs> she is dark. She has a show called Macabre Mondays that you should watch. Dun, she has dun, a dun. new podcast coming out called Grave Hunters. <laughs> it's dark. It's death. So Christmassy. But she's also the biggest Christmas runner I know. And one <laughs> thing that we have worked on together, because she combined her two loves, was called a very pagan Christmas special. Yes. And Look it up. I will put that in the show notes so you can watch it's how fun. you bring the light and the dark. And you the know, humor. it's all about balance. <laughs> it's all about We had balance. serial killers and ornaments. And yeah. it was great. And Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, so it is Christmas. Bah humbug. Um, and our audience question this week tackles a very uh, controversial topic that comes up every year. All right, shall Ooh. we? Hey, two nerds in a garage. David Shatnoff here in Los Angeles. My question for you, whether or not Die Hard is a holiday movie or not. <laughs> huh. oh. Okay. This brings up more fights, I think, around the holidays than politics. So, of course it is. Of course it's not. Of course it is. <laughs> Malia? <clears throat> Give answer uh, now. It's not. <laughs> You're crazy. <sighs> okay. I need backup. Here's the thing. Here, here, here's, My palms are sweating. <laughs> so if I I like Die Hard, right? But if, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so is Jumanji the next level. So is Lethal Weapon. So is Trading Places. For me, a Christmas movie isn't Christmas is a backdrop. It's a movie that you only, a Christmas movie is a movie you only watch at Christmas. You'll watch Die Hard in when? October, August, February? It's a Christmas movie. But why do you watch it all year long then? Because mm. it's a spectacular movie. Do you watch any Christmas movie any other time of the year? Yes. What? Okay, you're a special. Yeah, I movie. was going to say, if this is the argument we're using, then none of my favorite Christmas movies are Christmas movies because uh -huh. I watch them all the time. However, I do agree that the fact that this is just happening during Christmas, it's like, it's it's not even, it's so in the background. Like, I don't care that there's a diehard ornament. There's a lot of ornaments <laughs> of things that aren't Christmas movies. Why do you guys like being wrong so often? Look, I didn't want to do this. Our audience is going to all agree with you. I'm 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 fine with it. Well, that's fine. But that's all well Bruce Willis actually agrees with us, by the for the record. Maybe he just doesn't want to be in a Christmas movie. Can you just movie. read this article out loud, the title of it? It doesn't matter. The screenwriter, of course, he wants it to be a Christmas movie because he wants to <laughs> sell more movies at Christmas time. No. That's he wrote it. It's his baby. It's his creation. If he says it's a Christmas movie, it's a Christmas movie. Okay, but no, because I feel like if that's the case, then like three Harry Potter films could also be Christmas <laughs> movies, which I don't hate that idea at all. But again, it's too precious. This category is too precious and I yes. can't consider them Christmas movies. See, here's a, here's one that, oh, that I think is even more controversial than Die Hard, <laughs> which is Gremlins. Oh. Because Gremlins is so, it's totally on Christmas day. It revolves around Christmas, but it's in me and my mind. It's not a Christmas movie. I don't think about it. It's not just either. a backdrop with Die Hard. Okay. Yes, it is. It's not. It's thematic. <laughs> so he's basically, and they're like, Totes. "Ho ho ho, MFers!" <laughs> I see what you're doing. It's a Christmas movie because people wear Christmas hats. There's jingles. There's there's music being played. The it's it's more than a backdrop. It's a character in the movie. Okay, I don't. Mm. I I did. Bruce Willis, the bad guys, and Christmas. It has, wow. but the plot has nothing to do with Christmas. Yes, it does. Okay, how does it do with Christmas? Because 
they were having the Christmas party in the Nakatomi building. That's not a plot. That's a plot device. That's just like being like they started off the film in at a dinner. <laughs> Help me out. Please, everyone, chime in and tell them that Look, they're wrong because I they are. I bet that most of our audience, because we're all a bunch of nerds and we want Die Hard to be our Christmas movie. And even David Shatnoff, who sent us the question, he agrees it's a Christmas movie. So. People want it to be. Can I ask, can I ask a question? If we're talking about like controversial movies. Proceed. There's only one film that is both Halloween and Christmas, but some people don't think it's a Halloween movie. They think it's a Christmas movie. And some people think it's a Christmas movie, not a Halloween movie, Nightmare Before Christmas. Of course, it's a Christmas movie. It's a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's lives they in a live weird- live in Halloween town for goodness yeah. sake. It's, it's definitely both. It, it's a Christmas movie with a dark side. No, no, because- Yes, yes. No, because Disneyland turns it into a nightmare for Halloween and keeps it up for Christmas. Therefore, somehow bridging the gap between He's Halloween and Christmas. jack-o'-lantern skeleton, <laughs> for goodness sake. Yes, but Christmas. It's not a Christmas me Halloween. Christmassy Halloween? No, it's a dark Christmas. Thank you. He, no. he doesn't even literally give a crap about Christmas. You're sure defending some Christmas, by the I way. do like the sweater though. <laughs> okay. We will um, just let the audience chime in on this and they'll all agree with you for the first time ever <laughs> and you'll feel good, baby. I will feel great. But Thank how about you. we move on to the next two, let's move on to something very important, okay. which is the fact that you have watched hardly any Christmas movies what? in your life. Where? So Malia and I, have we have come up with basically what we're gonna call our 10 best Christmas movies Caveat being, we both have different movies. We kind of, the list became a, anything that we both had on the top 10 made the list. And then we kept our nerd audience in mind. Okay. Have, and I, they have to be strictly Christmas. It can't be like, I didn't put the family stone, which I love. It happens at Christmas. What is the family stone? Uh, have you, I seen any of these movies? You haven't seen the family stone? No. Real what the nice. heck is that? Okay. Diane we're gonna, Keaton. We're going we're gonna to have to run me to do that. Okay. Number 10, which even Malia doesn't, you actually have seen this Okay. One. Night number 10 is Mr. Science Theater's Santa Claus. Yes, oh. this I can get behind. Because it's basically, it's Merlin and Santa Claus team up to defeat the devil. Oh my God. <laughs> Plus you have robot disses bundled in there for the humor. Do, do you remember the big lips? Yes. That talk to Santa from like, oh, it's, you have to watch it. It's it terrifying like and amazing. I would watch it and feel like I was on drugs. Yeah, you should be on drugs to watch it probably. Yes. Oh, interesting. But the, but the, but the robot- we just encourage people to use drugs? <laughs> Only if you're Marijuana, it's recreational and legal it's people. Legal. It's fine. Leah, go ahead and read our number nine. Home Alone. Another one that- I have never seen Home That's Alone. That's physically impossible. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, I don't believe you for a Look, damn I know second. this. <laughs> you know, I know the, the paint can swings down and hits the guy in the head, but I've never seen that movie. Well, and you saying that's actually why it made our top because it's so iconic mm -hmm. um, that it, even if I, I don't actually even watch this particular one every Christmas, but it's so iconic, it felt wrong to leave it off the list. So Home Alone is a Christmas movie. In your eyes. It is a Christmas movie. It is they, absolutely they absol a Christmas and movie. And Die Hard is too. No, that it's not is the, the same thing. That is the worst thing you've ever said. This that is, is like, this is all Christmas. This is, they literally go, they travel for Christmas to go visit family. He's left alone on Christmas without his family. And it's about him being alone on Christmas. My mind just blew up. Macaulay Culkin is Bruce Willis. 
They're both trying to get something done. They both are working against bad guys, and it's Christmas time. One okay, has a paint can, no, no. the other has let 20 slugs in his chest. Okay, does, <laughs> does Bruce Willis open one single present? Yes, he does. Bull shart. <laughs> Bull shart. We get lightsabered in this show. He doesn't open one present. Macaulay Culkin does. Yeah. So, oh, okay. magically becomes a Christmas movie. Continue. Number eight. Jingle All the Way with Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. Yes. That is in existence. It's a, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to get the ultimate action figure for his son. Sinbad gets the last one. They become in a whole, there's a whole movie about it. And at the end, Arnold Schwarzenegger actually becomes the action figure on accident for the parade. It's real cute. It's both terrible and amazing, and I watch it every year. <laughs> this is in your top 10. You agree with this? Okay, well, I'm gonna say right now, it's like not one of my favorite favorites because I have a very specific favorite list, but I will say what I love about this film, it's the only Christmas film I can think of that really tackles what it's like for parents to find that one perfect yes. toy for their kids. And this is before Amazon. This is in the 90s when you had to go out and actually this is, baby, get these Here's toys. a way to picture. Baby Yodas are only at Walmart and you have to get me one for Christmas. Yeah, Oof. yeah, it's a death race. One of my first <laughs> jobs ever was working the seasonal section at Walmart and I know. So you will appreciate <laughs> this film, it's amazing. And there's a parade, which we all love a festive parade. And there's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's always fun. Before he and was like a bad. governor. It's not a tumor. Give <laughs> <laughs> okay, give us our next one. One of my personal favorites, number seven, is Fred Claus. I will admit. What are these movies? Malia, I will admit something. Okay, first off, it's Vince Vaughn, which. I love Vince Vaughn. It's my first problem with it. Like, okay, I would have liked okay. it. Okay, I'm gonna admit something first. I could never get myself to watch this movie because I don't like Vince Vaughn. <gasps> so I had to watch it last night because oh, you put it on your okay. list. Yes, yes, yes. I did like it more than I expected. Okay. But here's what I think would have been better. I think I would have liked it more if Max Greenfeld was the Vince Vaughn character. What the heck See, is this movie about? It's, so we'll explain okay. the movie first. So Paul Giamatti plays Santa and Fred Claus is Santa's brother. <laughs> He's the older brother who gets overshadowed by his little fat, adorable, perfect little brother whose mother is freaking Kathy Bates. It's like Rachel Weiss is in it. And he basically just becomes like the anti-Santa, kind of a con man. And he eventually needs money and goes to the North Pole and asks Paul Giamatti. And he ends up saving Christmas like every great Christmas film yes. does. Because Christmas movies, you always save Christmas. Save That's what Christmas. Bruce Willis did. He but, saved himself. But he saved so, Christmas for a lot of people. There is a certain caliber of Christmas magic, especially for depicting the North Pole that I take very seriously. <laughs> and I think this film had the best, the second best North Pole depiction I've seen here's, in the film. Here's what I, one of my favorite parts though, wasn't even at North Pole. My favorite parts of this movie, which you should watch just for this, uh -huh. was the brothers. All the famous brothers are in a, oh, a Brothers God, Anonymous, yes. like a group, support group. And it's literally real life, Bill Clinton's brother, Alec Baldwin's brother. Oh my God. Uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone's brother. I can it, watch a movie for no, that. No, it is, and I personally love Vince Vaughn, so I love his rants about Christmas. Number six is actually brand new this year, mm -hmm. but it's so good. And to me, it was better than, it, it's, it's the better Fred Claus in my mind. That's why I put it above it. Okay. Is Disney Plus just put it out? Noel, starring Anna Kendrick, <laughs> which you still haven't watched. Either. I mean, I started it, but it's a Christmas movie. I just couldn't get behind it. Oh my god! I know, yeah. humbug. So much problems. It's really, <laughs> it's really well done. It's a lot of Christmas cheer and spirit. Yes. Even though you know where it's going in the end, it, it goes where you need it to go. Mm -hmm. It's great. 
Number five is Scrooged. Yay! One you finally see. Finally! I can get behind Scrooge. Because basically Bill Murray can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. I disagree. What? Get I, out I now! I actually you don't like Scrooged. Revoking I invitation. Get out, get I out, get just, out. I don't know what it is about Bill Murray. He's never he's never done anything for me. And look, I just remember, nerds, we don't nerd shame. So be nice. No. <laughs> this is, it's just, I, I understand people love him, but he's always kind of given me the creeps. Scrooge to me is the, is the only <laughs> Christmas Carol movie I'll watch. I love the reimagining of it. It's really fun to watch. It's amazing. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number four, which Malia hasn't seen, Christmas Blasphemy. I know, I know. Last Christmas, oh. which you actually love. Amelia was... Clark, Emma Thompson wrote it and is in it. Uh, there's tears, there's magic. It's all Lots the things that Christmas should be. Amelia okay. Clark yes. is amazing. I need to. You... And you'll, re you'll probably be bummed that you didn't get to play the lead. Number three is one of like, Definitely favorites. Love Actually. Love That's your favorite movie. It's my favorite movie of all yeah, time, yeah. but that's what, but it's ironically not my favorite Christmas movie. That's very interesting. But I do love Love Actually is one of the only non sort of nerdy movies that made it because it's just it's Christmas perfection. Every story is mm. perfect. Every all the cast is perfect. Agreed. I mean, I could I love Laura Linney. I think she's freaking an amazing actress. But her storyline was the worst. I agree. <laughs> One million percent. Don't you think they did Emma Thompson wrong? No, I think that they played they were so real and her perform her performance when she walks in that bedroom and they the don't the greatest cut. performance i've ever seen in anything maybe ever it breaks my heart because every woman has done that we've dabbed our face we've gathered ourselves we've like don't streak you're your just makeup. saying it's making my yeah <laughs> it it ruined i literally have chills over my body it is such a phenomenal heartbreaking real scene there's there was a lot of unknowns in there that just became mega stars because their performances were so just layered with what I'm talking about with, with actors. They were just layered wait, with wait, so much. Wait, wait, wait. Rick from Walking Dead, is he British in real life? Yes. Yes. Mind what? I need to put a mind blown emoji over this. <laughs> what? I know. Yeah. Yeah. He looks very, very different. And he's, so, he's, he's so much better looking in love, actually. He looks healthy. He does look healthy. I also <laughs> he love- hasn't had zombies chasing him for 10 years. <laughs> that movie just makes me really wish Hugh Grant was prime minister. Yeah, that's And it's the one movie where I really genuinely love Hugh Grant. Oh, I always love him. But, I, I mean, but like him. that to me is like, He's never obnoxious. You know, in other movies, he's kind of, kind of got to be a dick a little bit. That's true. He's just endearing. He's and, ju oh, yeah, he's perfect. really so you guys he is perfect, charming Englishman in this. Forgave the whole prostitute thing. He had a prostitute thing. Look, if you want to go pay for women to have sex with, I'm not. If they're if they're it willing is the to do it, this profession, do what you got to do. As long do, as they're ladies. not doing it against their will. Okay. All right. He Prostitutes good. Hey, I'm actually, well, that's, a, that's a whole different political topic, but I'm actually pro legal prostitution for so a lot I. of reasons. So, so am I. Um, well, that's off topic, but whatever. <laughs> Merry bit. Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Number two is Elf. Yay! Will Ferrell is Buddy the Elf is one of the greatest things that's ever been put on film. You're welcome. Yes, I hadn't seen it. And Malia, like years ago, Malia goes, I don't even understand our friendship. <laughs> She's like, how can you know me as a, as a person? Yes. So I went over and she made me a uh, oh, wonderful, Cheese, pumpkin cheesecake brownies, which she's never been able to make again. It was a fluke and I didn't write down the recipe. I am so, it was so sorry. Good. And I Nestle watched Elf. Tool House. <laughs> and 
Elf, when he, he had, the minute the elevator doors were closing, he goes, wait, I forgot to give you a hug. Yes. I was in, I was in for the rest of Christmas. I can see how you love that movie. See, can I, okay, the reason why, and this didn't make our list, but the reason why, I mean, besides a thousand reasons, the reason why I truly, and why I'm wearing this outfit actually, is because they based all the outfits on the 1970s stop motion Christmas films. I'm obsessed with like the Year Without a Santa Claus, Rudolph, Frosty, all of those. So their outfits were modeled after that and my entire childhood all I wanted was to dress like one of these puppets. So when I see this film, I'm like, oh my God, they did it. They even have the little snowman that came out and they have the Arctic puppets and they have a Norwal and it was just... And now you can buy the outfits at Macy's. Okay, because we have number one. The Santa Claus! The Santa Claus is still to this day... My favorite Christmas movie, Malia's yep. favorite Christmas yep. movie. What is this movie you speak of? I haven't you, seen it. Are you I in it with Tom Allen? Come no. on. No. Are you kidding? He is the greatest Santa Claus that has ever. Like no, I'm an I alien. I, okay, can I tell you guys? I'm just going to say we have a lot of work to do in the next yeah. seven days. This film <laughs> is perfect. And can I tell you, this is a personal film to me. So it came out in, I believe, 94. So I was four when it came out. And I saw it. And I genuinely, until I was 11, believed this is really how the North Pole looked and how it worked. I believe I got made fun of it in It is the best North Pole It is the been done. best North Pole. I really liked, um, we talked about North Poles. I really liked the Dudley Moore Santa Claus movie in their North Pole because it was before Santa Claus. And, oh, and yes. leading up to this, that was like the best North Pole. Yes. But this one added magic. It's just, it gave you, it, it is, I think what it does the best and why I love Christmas so much, and this is probably really cheesy and I'm going to not get emotional. This is how much I love Christmas, but it's the one time of the year where I really believe you are inspired to use your imagination and you really do get to live in that feeling of being of magic, like as a kid. And I was such a hardcore believer when I was a child at watching that film. And I have watched it close to every week since I was five. Wow. I've seen this movie thousands of times and it, cause it reminds me of magic like it still makes me you know feel one magic. of my favorite things in any christmas movie was actually in the santa claus 2 when he's handing out the presents to the adults <gasps> yeah i don't care how many times i've seen it i tear up every time okay christmas nerds you mentioned the best depiction of the north pole but you're forgetting the movie that actually depicts the north pole the best what hmm. is that the fortress of solitude for superman <laughs> That's the saddest North Pole that ever what? did live. It's the coolest. You're alone by yourself in the middle of ice. Yeah, awesome. No. And you're Superman. If if there's not if there's not polar bears and what? That's a getaway no. retreat with Lois Lane. If there's Lane. not magic polar bears and to and toys and toy trains and snow and you Superman know, can have all that. Gingerbread houses in the elves. blink of an eye. Literally, I got all that. I'm you Superman. Make me sad. <laughs> Okay, well, I think you saw maybe two of those, so we have our work to cut up <laughs> yeah. to this week. I There's, am not watching those. You have oh. to at least oh. okay, watching at least watch the Santa Claus. It I really watch is a Fred classic. Claus. I might watch Fred no, Claus. No, you're watching Santa Santa Claus is better than Fred Claus. You're yes. watching Santa Claus. Santa. All right, we'll negotiate. Okay, guys, I want I wanted to ask you some Christmas questions. Who is an actor you would want to see do a totally Santa magic type movie? Santa magic type movie. So we've had Tim Allen, we've had um, Vince Vaughn and- Okay, I have, so this, speaking of like dark Christmas, because I do love darkness and I do love Christmas. I would love to see a reality where a very Burton-esque feeling Christmas movie happens where Christopher Walken plays Santa. <laughs> oh my God. Like I just- and I didn't get you this because you were naughty. It, <laughs> 
precisely for that reason. <laughs> I think that would be glorious or or kind of do like a Scorsese version and have De Niro play Santa, but almost like <laughs> think about it as like a gritty mob film. But yeah. like, what if the I North Pole that. was like run by the mob? Oh, Weird. directors, take note. Scorsese, if you put out a Christmas movie, I am seeing it. I'm not for any of this. I want happy, magical Christmas. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I'll, let me, let me, well, who would I know you who have? I know who John would put in. He would put him in everything. If not Mark Hamill, which you would watch a Christmas movie with Mark Hamill. Heck yeah. <laughs> would you guys see a Christmas movie as with Rock the Rock? I would see anything with the rock. Absolutely. And <laughs> especially if you Claus. made like Kevin yes. Hart his head elf, I would be there the first person in line. We should have oh. said this out loud. Someone's going to take our That's brilliant true. idea. That's true. <laughs> this Kevin was... Hart would kill as the lead elf. Yeah. This is a million dollar, Ludacris, a multi-million dollar. In Fred Claus, Ludacris plays an elf DJ. So just percolate. <laughs> okay. Which Star Wars character should get their own Christmas movie? <laughs> Baby Yoda. <laughs> I'm down with that. Of course you are. But let's really think about this. Okay, let's say besides Luke Skywalker, okay. because I know you want him in everything. Yes. Um, nah, it should be Luke. <laughs> droids, I think, droids I think or Yoda. I think BB-8. Well, you know, BB-8 would make an adorable Christmas present. There exists, an ornament? Yeah. <gasps> there exists a droids Christmas special. What? Yeah, it was not very good. It was in the 80s. You don't know about this? That sounds adorable, because the droids, I'm not even gonna lie, are my favorite part. <laughs> Where would you rather live? North Pole in Santa's town as an elf, <laughs> or in Whoville, but you have no magic, but you're a who? North Pole. North Pole. You, you I've been magic. training my entire life for this. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in, coach. Put me in. <laughs> the 80s had the most fun Christmas music, like original Christmas yeah. music. Um, do you have a favorite oh. 80s Christmas song? Are you disagreeing with this? Oh, deeply. <sighs> I'm a classic Christmas. Right? No, 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 I, no, okay. Fun. I mean, like, fun. Like, nothing's going to beat the classics. That's but, but only in the 80s did we have so Wham. many original songs made for Christmas. I don't disagree. I just don't think Christmas music should have synth in it. Like, I just... What? I'll, so much 80s music I'm not a huge fan of. Like, I know. I know. We're 80s babies. We, I know. It's different. I know. Technically, I was, born in eight, I was born in 89, though. So I was like... You're a 90s I would, baby. I know. I know. We're, we're, we're born in the 70s. We're 80s babies. I do First, have a favorite, though. What is your favorite? Winter Wonderland by the Rhythmics. Because I love Annie Lennox's voice. Yes. It's Although it's not an original, it is a cover. Yes. But I think that she has one of the neatest voices that exists and she later released at her own christmas album i think in like some 2000s and it's like dark it almost sounds medieval and it's amazing but that's funny my favorite christmas song from the 80s is actually by al green and annie lennox put a little love in your heart yeah that's like oh, okay what is your answer to the question uh i don't really have a favorite i mean the, the one that popped into my head was wham what was hey. that one by wham a last, last christmas. christmas yeah oh hate that song what desperately hate it um, uh, 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 why? Okay, I just think it's- have to have a reason. I feel like it's just annoying for me, and I think it's overplayed. If I heard it maybe once a year, fine, but I just- See, that's how I feel about the Annie Lennox Winter Wonderland, because I feel like it's overplayed. I don't want to hear it okay, anymore. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So I get it. Um, some songs we don't hear that often, though, that were really fun. Uh, Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Oh, yeah, that's Super a, fun. That one, maybe that's my favorite one, because it makes me want to just- um, and one that we got to mention, at least, is uh, when Band-Aid came together and did oh. Do They Know It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Hey, wait, is that uh, 
the the charity song in the eighties. Yes, it was, it, they call song. it Band Aid. Yeah, it came out. It was what was a, it called though? Do they know it's Christmas? No, we are the world. That's not the same song. Different, and that's <laughs> not Band Aid. We've done this trolley experiment on our show. Okay, John likes to throw out weird things. He doesn't really fully understand it. I do. Honest. I do. Okay, but so. Here we go. So you're driving in your trolley. Yes. Ahead of you, you're about to kill five Shakespeare's, but you can move the track and go right and kill one Santa. Who do you kill? Shakespeare. <laughs> Easiest what? decision. Christopher Marlowe all the way. Shakespeare was a sham. I'm just kidding, but no, I'm not. It's yeah. funny as I say the same thing. Yeah. I'm gonna make it a little harder. Now you have five authors, poets. You have like the Poe, Shakespeare, Jane Austen types, mm. and then one Santa. <sighs> You had to throw a poem in there. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, quick! Time is running out. Who do you kill? Who do you kill? Who do you kill? Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sweating profusely. I think it's. She still still should kill the authors. Still kill the authors because Poe would appreciate my decision. (laughs) Done. By the way, your indecision just killed them all. Fuck. I okay, I have one. I have one for you. Oh, yes, you did big time. I have one for you. One, okay. one more, just because. Just you have five reindeer and one Santa. What? You kill a reindeer? Oh it's no, sk- she can't kill animals. <gasps> what? She can't. Look, she you got venison out for right days. Now. Oh. Okay, <laughs> this is it. I'm sorry, Santa. You're going. Bye. Wow. I'm the new Santa, and I have my reindeer. <laughs> this has got twisted quick. This is why she's on the show. That was one of the hardest things I've had to do in my life. So your stop motion animation. Yes. What's your favorite of those? The Year Without a Santa Claus, Heat Miser, Snow Miser, my favorite. Okay. How do you how do you, does that match up against Charlie Brown Christmas? Love Charlie Brown Christmas, but, but I will. You know what? For me, the Charlie, Brown, I love the peanuts. Everything I think they're adorable, but. For me, those stop motion, because I did watch Santa Claus pretty much all throughout the year, when those specials would always come on on ABC, it was like, oh, it's Christmas. Because with Charlie Brown, I also had the Great Pumpkin, and there's no stop motion version of the Great Pumpkin. So for me, they come up every kind of big season where these are specifically, I'm in the North Pole, this is magic. I mean, it's the most iconic Rudolph, it's almost like the Coca-Cola Santa. They kind of created every other thing besides Santa that we think about when it comes to Christmas depictions. I have a question for you. Okay. You're forced to hang out with one of these Peanuts characters. Pigpen (gasps) or Lucy as she keeps pulling the football away from your foot. God, you know I really hate messes. I know. (laughs) But she's so bratty. I think I'm gonna hang out with Pigpen. Wow, did not see that coming. Oh, but I'm gonna. That's gonna be, that's, I'm already thinking about all the ways I've had to clean. He like, he, he came over from the airport. And he's like holding my hand. And I was like, oh, airport germs. Yep. And I made him wipe his hands. <laughs> You're clean now. Now we can right. make out all day. All right. Okay, before we go, I really want to find out one really fun thing. Yes. What was your best and worst presence as kids? Mm, okay. Can oh. I, can I say this? Did you guys get, I'm throwing mom right under the bus. Even though mom, you are wonderful. You're a great mom. The Christmases were fantastic. Does mom watch our show? I don't know. Well, then, you know, if you're not watching, talk about it. So right under the bus, mom. Mom, for a lot of Christmases, would get like socks and underwear. 
Did you guys ever get those? As a kid? No. Yes, my kid. grandma used to, it's actually a running joke in my family. My grandma Paige, we love her dearly. And it's actually kind of, we, we actually are sad that we don't get them now. Like every single niece and nephew, we all got underwear and socks. They're, and they're not Perfect. even like specialty socks or underwear. No, no, they no, were no. like Pains. basic white, yeah. like, oh, you're running out. You need more of these. Can I tell you how disappointing it is as a kid to open up underwear and socks? Right, just put I them in your I am imagine. really sorry if mom sees this. <laughs> God, mom, I have some really great presents that you got me, so I'll, I'll get to those, but go ahead. What are some of your worst? My worst was, I was, this is real trashy. Um, my cousin gave me an old, I'm not, this is not, I'm not making up, she- How old were you? I, don't, I think I was maybe 10. Okay. Like Age uh, is important. <laughs> yes, I was yeah. like 10. It was a beer bottle that was clean, the label taken off, and a candle, and so you can stick it in and it make like drip candle art. What? Take it. So she in. was trying to be creative. Yeah. Uh, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you cheap, cousin. You yeah. cheap. Yeah. So that was definitely Did my. Did you pick worst. it up and say, "What the hell am I supposed to do with this?" I think I was just kind of stunned because I was raised with such manners. I couldn't do that. I was just like, "Ah, uh, thanks." It's really sad because my worst one is actually something that I think my parents really went out of their way in a bigger way than they ever did but they got me a Barbie dream house and I didn't have a single Barbie. I had oh. He-Man and Skeletor and Transformers. So I turned Barbie's dream house into um, Castle Grayskull. Yeah. Yes. But it, it, it was kind of cool. It had an elevator and stuff, but like I didn't have Barbie. So it was kind of the worst present. Cause it's like, do you know me at all? <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't have any dolls. I thought dolls were stupid. Oh my God. I had so many, but I was also an only child and they were my friend. I mean, I was, <laughs> I, I literally, I convinced my parents to get some rolls of film developed because as every like 80s, 90s kid, like there's just tons that my parents have not developed. And I forgot I went through a period of life where I took a lot of photos of my Barbies. <laughs> And like three solid rolls were just pictures of Barbies that I had posed. Like, this is I, before digital too. Yeah, it was just yeah. Like, can oh you yeah. Produce these somehow. So I we do can have see them? one. I will send you a screenshot if you guys want to include it because yes. it's Barbie. So I also had scenarios, right? So Ken had cheated on Barbie, and he was trying to get her back. So I have her sitting on the couch. I mean, on her bed, and she's doing this, and he's standing there holding out a rose. The sad thing is, it's pre-Instagram. You would be famous now. I know. I think there is an Instagram that does it now, and I'm. <laughs> because I feel like I really started this. So based on these childhood stories, how many people have you killed <laughs> up until this point in your life? So let's, <laughs> let's hear best. Okay. So this one popped into my head right away. Uh, it was a transformer. It was called Skyfire. And it was a, basically like a fighter jet that could transform into a robot. Uh, but it was also like there was a cartoon in the 80s called Robotech. Okay. And it was about a fighter pilot up in space, but it transformed into a guy and like this halfway transformation of like the half plane and then legs with like the arms out. Oh, you laugh, but it was glorious. That sounds like a good time. Yes. So it doubled as my transformer and as my Robotech toy. It was one of the best gifts I ever got. Also, I remember being like nine or 10 and getting just a cheap plastic shield and sword. I remember going outside right away, just walking up and down the street with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, one thing I will give my parents credit for, and I still do to this day for my kids, is they never put out presents until we were sleeping. So it was always, mm -hmm. you would always come out and they would actually put a sheet up. So you come out, you move the sheet and you'd be like, ah. And one year there was a whole racetrack set up. Remember the big oh. ones with the little, the little car that had the little so pokey cool. thing that would go yes. in it? And I mean, that was the, I remember that so much. No wonder you love Hot Wheels. 
Oh, yeah. And it, and it was like, you know which one's hot, right? And if you went too fast, it'd fly off yeah, the track. Yeah, yeah. It's still to this, when we go to Disneyland and we ride um, Radiator Racer Springs, or whatever it's called, uh -huh. I'm always like, this is like my racetrack I got as a oh, kid. Oh, that's a great prison. Yes. Mine was, I think I was nine and I got, maybe I was eight, eight or nine. And I got my dollhouse and it wasn't for Barbies. It wasn't big enough for Barbies. And I tried to shove them in there, but I think it was made by like Playmobil or something. And it was, it had working lights in the kitchen and it had a nursery with the button you push and it played a lullaby. And I would decorate that thing for every season. And I played with it until I was 14. <laughs> and people would come over and they'd be like, what's this dollhouse? They knew it was an only child. I'm like, I'm like it's, my, it's my little cousins. I don't, I don't play with it. You know, the sad thing is now you wish you had it. I have it. Oh, you do? So here's the crazy thing. So with the dollhouse, they had a miniature of the dollhouse for like the nursery for the kids to play with in the dollhouse. So I have that on my dresser in my room right now. I and I it. kept my dollhouse in case I've ever daughter. Cause it's my favorite I love, thing My ever. parents got rid of so many. I was just the other day thinking about how my, my cabbage patch was so precious to me <gasps> yes. and it's disappeared. And like so many things I think our parents have just given away. So my mom to this day feels regret. Remember the Darth Vader uh, carrying case yeah. for all the action figures? Yeah. So I had one of those filled with figurines. Oh no. Oh. She yard sailed it. I can't even it. hear it. Oh my God. So somebody probably paid 50 cents or a dollar and now they can make hundreds so of dollars. much money. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think God, all of my, watch this I've, wa I've walked into those memorabilia toy stores and I'm like, I had that He-Man. I had that, you know, like, and you're just yeah. like, they're selling it now for a hundred dollars. Yeah. That's the same thing I had. This Christmas just got sad. I guess I am like a, a 90s baby. And so I had, again, Barbies in my life. So I have like all the Spice Girl dolls, all the Britney Spears dolls, but I took them all out. Like I'm literally seeing them worth hundreds now in the packaging, yeah. but I took them all out. I don't think, hey, toys should not be left in packaging. They need to be free. They need to, to live play with life. each other at night when we're sleeping. Um, well, yeah, thank you for coming Thanks. to do this thank and making our Christmas so fun. much cheery. As for you guys, this is our last show until we get back from the New Year break. Uh, but in the New Year, we have some cool things coming up. Like we're going to be at the Jay Zomans Pop Culture Expo in February. And um, they're actually currently looking for vendors, which they're super, super, they're like, the, you should go check out their site. They're so affordable. Um, and we're also looking for more opportunities in the new year to go to expos. So if you're part of a Comic-Con of any kind, um, or you know of one that we should be looking into, please let us know because we wanna go out and meet the people Love and get out, out there all in the mm. new year, yes. Please comment and uh, check out our merch shop, support us. Yes, and thank you to those who have supported us. You are awesome. Give us show ideas. And please rate us on Apple Podcasts. And until the new year, Merry Christmas! Attention residents of the high desert, did you know that a Comic-Con style event is coming to the San Bernardino Fairgrounds on February 8th, 2020? Other than being a host to celebrity signings, giveaways, and a cosplay contest, we want to open the doors to the local community of businesses and give you an opportunity to sell your wares. If you want to be part of the Jay Zomans Pop Culture Expo, contact Dave at 760-553-6906 or email him at pce at jayzoman.com. That's pce at j-a-y-z-o-m-o-n.com. Or visit us online at www.jayzomanspopcultureexpo.com. You've been listening to Two Nerds in a Garage podcast. If you're having fun nerding out with us, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review as it really helps others find the show, which helps us keep delivering fun content. We're also on all of your other favorite podcast apps, as well as on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This show is supported by our listeners just like you. Please visit twonerdsinagarage.com to find all the ways you can help keep supporting us, including our merch shop and direct donations through PayPal. Thank you again for being on this hero's journey with us.